Welcome to Trinity Dallas. We pray that this message will be a source of encouragement and hope in your life today. Enjoy today's message. Well, good evening. It's good to see everybody and welcome. I'm, uh, I'm glad and bring greetings from Sojourn Church in Carrollton. And um, I am uh, just thankful to be among some hungry people tonight. Any, anybody in the house hungry? Uh, not just because you haven't eaten, but I'm talking about hungry for the things of God. Because there's a, there's, there's a little bit of a difference. They coincide with one another, uh, not to compete with one another, but they work together to make sure that we align ourselves with the one who was able to do exceedingly, and he could have stopped there, but he said, you know what, abundantly, and he could have stopped there, but he said, above all, that you could ask or think according to the power of God that works in you. Are you ready for an encounter with the living God tonight? I don't know about you, but I came expecting God to do something amazing in this house tonight. So I don't know what you were expecting. I don't know where you came from, where you've been. Some of you got off work. Some of you came from the house, and some of you may have came with a little residue. But I want to say, let the one who wants to give the, 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 and reside on the inside of you, give him first place tonight and see the encounter and presence of the Lord. Are you ready? Some of y'all looking at me like a calf in a new gate because you don't know exactly what God is getting ready. Ready to do, but move for you that for the looking at me like a calf in a new game. God is going to do something amazing here tonight. Are you ready for that? Look at your neighbor and say, Are you ready tonight to receive? Oh, don't look at your other neighbor because that one wasn't listen. Look at your other neighbor and say, Are you ready for God to do something amazing in this house tonight? He's in the house tonight. He's in the house. And so I'm thankful. So uh, I know that God is good and his mercy endures forever. Uh, I'm not just saying it as a cliche. It's in the word. But I'm thankful because I know God is doing. He is up to something. What I love about God is he's always got something up his sleeve. And so I like to check and see what he's got going on. And so I know that you are in for a treat tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about that. Before I get started, I want to give uh, just to say a couple of things or a couple of people. Uh, but I really, before I do anything, just love the Lord. Um, but I also love my my amazing wife, Vanessa, uh, who is with me. She is uh, she is a love of my life. And so uh, would you stand, Vanessa, just so everybody can see you? This is my my beloved bride. who I am well pleased. And uh, I met her at Christ for the Nations when I was 19 years old, and we went to school there. And I was, I was in school thinking that I am going to focus on the things of God. And then when I saw her at that bench right across the GLT, there was a bench that she was sitting on, uh, that I was sitting on. And she walked by, and I, the Lord is my shepherd, and he know what I want. And so I, she walked by, and I just knew that my life had been changed. And uh, her maiden name was Cook. And uh, just a funny story because she's an amazing chef. But I, I remember I was living in GLT, uh, and uh, we were, I was on the fourth floor, and I had roommates. And Vanessa, because she had heard, I think she would known this, that the way to a man's heart is his stomach. And she made me a cherry cheesecake. And for a man that loves to eat, I remember her making that. And she said, here you go. And so I took it back to my room to get back to go to see her. And when I got back, my roommate had it in a headlock and was eating out of the middle of it. And he said, you need to marry that girl. 
but I was ready to kill him because, you know, a starving student, I was ready to kill him because he ate my cheesecake. And I was distraught, and I was so mad. I was so upset. And I walked down to Vanessa. She goes, what's the matter? I said, you ain't going to believe this. So my roommate had got a hold of that cheesecake that you made me, and he was eating it out the middle, and I'm ready to kill him. She said, I knew that was going to happen, so I made you another one. Here you go right there. And so... I ready to kill him, but he was prophetic. You need to marry that girl. So I did. I married her, and we are be celebrating 25 years in May. And so I am just thankful for her. I love her so much, and she's a... She's amazing. Also, one of just some friends of mine, dear friends, uh, I am thankful uh, for Mike and Faye. Would you guys stand? I've known them for a long time. I know they go here to this church, but I, I love Mike and Faye. Hey, I love you guys so much. Mike was, uh, he, was at, he was at Sojourn as well. Mike is the only one that gave me a walk-up song when I was, uh, do you remember that? A walk-up song. And so uh, he, it was great. And Faye's so anointed. So I'm, I'm thankful to see you guys. Thank you all. I just wanted to acknowledge you. We love you guys so much. Um, also, uh, David and Cindy Lane are come become really good friends. We love you guys. And we're thankful for you. It's good to see. My heart jumped when I saw you guys as well. Uh, also, my good friend Lonnie. <laughs> so, could you guys stand up from Care Center? Uh, love you guys so much. Thankful. Love you guys. Kaylin, the artist. And I am thankful for the, the many friends. And so I've seen uh, Pastor Roland, uh, Mr. Sherman, Pastor Sherman. All you guys are just, I go on and on. I'm thankful for Kerry Robertson, he, who's here from Game Changer Church. Love him. And um, just, I could go on and on. So friends that I'm meeting, God's got good things in store. But for you guys that don't know, my relationship um, with Pastor Joe and Pastor Nancy, Vanessa and I's relationship uh, has gone. He's known me since uh, 20 years, 20 plus years. I started at Sojourn Church, as he said, as a janitor when I was 19 years old. Um, I'm, I'm, I turned 46 in, in next month. And uh, I remember, I remember, just as you said, that, uh, that, that just, you know, I, I came in from Christ for the Nations just knowing that God uh, was, was calling me to have this platform to preach. And so I walked in and said, where do you want me to preach? Where is the word of God? What do you want me to preach? And they handed me a mop and a bucket and a duster. And they said, uh, we have at it, big boy. And so for three and a half years, for three and a half years, I, I worked as a janitor there and whatever they needed me to do. And uh, I remember um, Pastor Terry, who's, who's a spiritual father to me and, and also a good, amazing friend to, uh, to Pastor Joe and Nancy. And I was, just, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, and he would pop in and go, and he would say, Chris, what are you doing? And I'd be in the bathroom or something cleaning or whatever. And he said, uh, this is the most important job in the whole church. I was like, no, it ain't. It ain't the most important job in the whole, it ain't. That's bad English, but it ain't. It ain't. And so he goes, it is. He goes, I go, why? He said, because uh, you're the first person in this church to come in and set the, you set the tone when you walk in here. So you set the tone. He said, begin to pray over the chairs as you vacuum the worship center. Begin to lay hands. You know the people that are sitting there. Lay hands on the chairs and, and pray for them. And when you walk into the room and you set the temperature, go ahead and set the thermostat for the Spirit of God to come in and do some things. And so that's what, I, I mean, that was training. And so I was like, I'm in the bathroom. I don't know how to pray for people in here. Uh, probably ought to pray for healing over here. This brother need healing. I don't know what was... He needs some healing, Lord. Touch, his, touch him on the inside out, if you will, Lord. Bless him. Uh, give him. Help him make good decisions when he go to Taco Bell. Anyway, I don't know. I had all kind of 
amazing things. But here's what I do know. I know that no matter what the path that you are on, God always has a plan for you. And he has purpose for you. And his plans and purposes and promises are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. So some of you are just like, well, I don't know the plan or the path. You don't have to. All you need to know is he knows the plan that he has for you, saith the Lord. And it's to give you a future and a hope. And it's not to harm you, but he has gone before you. I'm talking about that is my God. And he is here tonight. And I'm thankful for that in Jesus' name. Pastor Joe, will you and Nancy stand up just for a second? I, I want to just uh, share something with you. Uh, this has been in my spirit and in my heart, but I, if I don't share it right now, and, I'm, and I know for a fact that I, I, I just I need to share it, and that is this. Um, I saw this year uh, not expand, just expansion, because the Lord says that he already, it's already been in, uh, in, the, in the plans for expansion. But here's what I heard tonight as you were talking about the walkthrough tomorrow. The Lord wanted me to tell you that he's already walked through the building and he wanted you to know that also added to that checklist is the presence of God. I, 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 when you said that, it was check. We got water. Check. The walls are in place. Check. But all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I got a checklist all on my own. And I heard the Lord say that on, in this checklist is signs and wonders and miracles being released and salvations being and, and expansion and growth. And I heard the Lord say on the checklist is also a place for you to say above all that I could ask or think. There's all also a checklist for dreaming and the Lord says that I'm giving you dreams about expansion and he says not only I'm gonna give them to you and I not only am I gonna fulfill them but he says he's gonna blow your mind of how it's going to be so get ready for the expansion the checklist God's checklist is already in place so I wanted to share that with you before we get into the word would you stretch your hands out towards your senior pastor and pastors and we're gonna pray over them Lord right now in the name of Jesus Whoo, I thank you, Lord, for your presence and the, your power, your anointing that breaks every yoke. So I just say, Lord, that we are not going to dream small. We're not going to look small. We're not going to do that because you are the, the one who multiplies. You're the multiplication God. So finances multiply. People multiply. Miracles multiply. Signs and wonders multiply. Lord, in Jesus, salvations multiply. And revival multiply. In Jesus' name, and we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Amen. God is he is good he is good and i am thankful for tonight and thanks for what i believe god is getting ready to do um somebody sent this to me earlier and i wanted to i wanted to read it to you um because i believe that this is what one of the things that god is saying to you tonight are you ready to hear this it says hello and welcome to flight 2023 we are prepared to take off into the new year. Please make sure your altitude and blessings are secured and locked in an upright position. All self-destructive devices should be turned off at this time. All negativity, hurt, and discouragement should be put away. Should we lose altitude under pressure during the flight, reach up and pull down some prayer. Because prayer will automatically be activated by faith. And after you are activated your prayer by faith, you can assist the other passengers that are around you. There will be no baggage allowed on this flight. There will be no baggage allowed on this flight. 
The captain, who is God, has cleared us for takeoff, destination, greatness. Would you close your eyes right now and put your hand on your heart and get ready for this journey that God is getting ready to take us into tonight. Lord, I thank you for your, for your presence. Lord, we, we have called this a presence conference. And the only way, Lord, that the power of your anointing, Lord, that comes in tonight is that we can confer with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We've come to meet with you. We've come to see change and transformation tonight, Lord. So I'm thankful, Lord, that once, we, once the word of God is preached, Lord, but we're asking you to have your way in us. That you would have your way in each one of us, Lord, tonight in Jesus' name. Now I want you to say this on your own. Pray this. I can't pray this for you, but would you just go ahead and tell the Lord. Just, just tell the Lord. Just say, Lord, uh, have your way in me. Go ahead and just, just say it like you're just, Lord, have your way. Have your way in me. Lord, I'm, Lord that you would, you would really have your way in us. And we say, Lord, that there's no, way, no place in, in, our, in our heart that you can't go. There's no place. Would you rearrange the furniture of our hearts? Would you rearrange the, the places in our minds that would take us to the place that you would have us? To go to in Jesus name I'm asking for a fresh anointing tonight Lord I am thankful for last night's anointing I'm thankful for the anointing in today's prayer but tonight Lord I'm asking for a fresh anointing to break every yoke every place Lord that you want to take us every shackle every chain we're asking Lord that you would bring about freedom tonight would you say that word with me freedom in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. I remember um, the fact that growing up, I'm from Arkansas. Uh, I was born in Texas, and I was raised in Arkansas, and I got back to Texas as fast as I could um, because I love Texas. And Texas is, my wife is from New Hampshire. And so you know the Lord is involved when somebody from Texas and somebody from uh, of Arkansas, down, 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 down. And then all of a sudden, they meet a girl from, uh, from New Hampshire, and they come together. And um, uh, what I love about that is that God always has us on a journey, and he leads and guides us into all truth. The Bible says that, that the Spirit of God, as you're talking about the presence of God, we're talking about the presence of the one who is able to change you from the inside out. And when you come in contact with the presence of God, it should change you. There should be transformation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There should be a transformation that happens if you allow the spirit, the presence of God to come in and change your life. Some of us sometimes when it comes to talking about the presence of God, we say, Lord, have your way in us. But then we put conditions on it sometimes. Sometimes we put conditions on it. Like you can have your way in me, but you know, you can't go into this room room or you can't go into that room and that place may not be uh, suitable for you but you can have this place and I want to uh, let you know tonight that God wants all of you he doesn't just want part of you he wants all of you if you'll if you'll allow him to come in and change all of you then you'll see the transformation that he wants to bring into your life and one of the things that he does is he brings about he brings about freedom in your life what I mean by that because we say this is the scriptures that where the spirit of the Lord is, 
there is freedom. This actually should be read where the spirit is Lord, there is liberty, there is freedom. There is freedom. And here's what I, I believe that God is saying about his presence is that I don't believe that you can go into 2023 with a 2022 mindset. God is not wanting you to bring in the luggage from the old and coming into the new with the old mindset. Matter of fact, he says that you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. That's in the, the scriptures. You, you can't put new wine into old wineskins because it'll bubble up on you. It'll, it'll, it'll burst. And so I'm here tonight to burst your spiritual bubble tonight and say that God wants all of you and he wants to bring about that freedom in your life so that you can walk and move and breathe and have your being in him. Do you hear what I'm telling you? His presence is what, what does that. And I, I got saved at, at eight years old, ripe old age of eight years old on a Thursday night after the Cosby show. <laughs> Every Thursday night, we would gather around to watch the Huxtables. And uh, I don't know why it was, but we watched the Huxtables and, and Bill Cosby. And all of a sudden, uh, I, I, I realized that I had been going to church my whole life, going to church, but still did not know Jesus like my parents did. So at eight years old, my mother knelt beside her bed in her room, and she led me to the Lord. And I'm telling you what, my mother led me to the Lord. And you can say, well, I don't know if you're young and you don't know, you don't really know what's going on. I want to tell you, that was a vivid change in my life. I know something. I know my Redeemer. At eight years old, I knew that God had come in and changed my life. So don't try to act like there's a junior Holy Spirit or, you, or, 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 or old Holy Spirit. The Bible says it's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us and quickens our mortal body. Anybody need a quickening in here tonight? I'm telling you what, he'll come in and he'll change things that you cannot change yourself. So therefore, I remember getting saved at, at age eight, God coming and changed my life, and I remember experiencing the presence of the Lord. I remember, I remember the Spirit of God coming in that room, and in my room uh, in, that, in that old house where I had an ugly old blue chair and with the fan with two ceiling blades on it, wong, 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 and the Spirit of God coming in and changing my life. And I don't know where you are tonight, but I know that once you experience the presence, somebody's like, well, I remember back in 1818 when I had that experience with the Lord. It was so sweet. I know that we serve a God of the here and now who is able to do something in your life tonight. Amen. If you will allow him to, and if you'll say, Lord, I surrender, I, I give you my all, he'll come in and change you in ways that nobody else, nothing else can do. So I'm telling you tonight, if you'll have a, a spirit, in your spirit, say, God, have have your way in me. Have your way in my mind. Have your way in my in my heart. Have your way in my in my soul, in my marriage, in my finances, in my kids. I I've done it. Try to do it myself my, the whole way, but I know that you wanting to come in and change me. And so, <laughs> the answer is is yes. So do you want do you want God to come in and change you? The answer is. Yes. Okay. Some of y'all hesitated, but do you want God to come in and rearrange your life? The answer is, is yes. Do you want God to come in and not only that, but change the way that you think and change the way that you live, change the way that you husband, change the way that you wife, change the way that you work? The answer is yes. You want God to come in and change every part of you. And so your answer is yes. Some of you tonight going, but I don't, I don't know what he going to do. I don't know. Or say yes anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always good. My wife is an amazing chef. And she said, would you like, I don't even let her get it out of her mouth. Good. The answer is yes. 
Yeah, I don't know. She's a good cook. She's a great cook. That was her maiden name. I was telling Pastor Joe that was her maiden name when I married her, Vanessa Kelly Cook. And I'm telling you what, I changed her name to McCray. But I'll tell you what, I used to be white and my name was Greg until I met her. Girl can cook, man. I'm telling you what. Changed my whole life. Y'all don't, what y'all seeing right now ain't the same thing. Change your life, amen? So I was just like, hey, wouldn't it be good? And all of a sudden, I'm like, ha, ha, yes, Lord. Whatever it is that you want to do. And so you're laughing, but here's the truth. The truth is, is that you want God, you don't even know, but whatever he's cooking, whatever he's making, whatever he's conjuring up in the kitchen, can you smell what the Lord is cooking? And your answer is, Yes, 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 to the presence, yes, to the presence of God. Would you have your Bibles? Would you turn to me to Luke chapter 4? This is already good, but it's going to get even better. In the name of Jesus, Luke chapter 4, and we're going to start at verse, at, verse, at verse 16. You know this scripture, but I want to bring a different aspect of it because even uh, the, they were sharing about it tonight. You were singing about it tonight. Luke chapter 4, we're going to start at verse 16. And here's what it says. I'm, I'm actually reading out of the... Uh, of the New King James Version. No. But here's what, here's what it says. It's so good. 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his, as his custom was, as his custom was, did you hear that? His custom, he was, that's what he always did. That's what he, he does. He, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. This is what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Oh, how many know that we need a fresh anointing in this? In this? We need a fresh anointing. You know, the Bible talks about the anointing that breaks every yoke and brings about free. the anointing of God does it. And he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and all, all the eyes of all those who were in, in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today, would you say that with me, today? Some of y'all like you, Pastor Chris, you had not looked at out outside. It's tonight. But tonight, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I hear the Lord saying that tonight, this scripture is being fulfilled in your hearing simply because the spirit of the Lord is in this place. The Bible promises, God promises that where there are two or three gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of us. And that is a promise. And I, I didn't score high in math, but I know that there are more than two or three gathered in here tonight. Not only that, there are some of you that are joining us online. And what I love about the kingdom and the spirit of God is that he knows no bounds. It reaches around camera lenses and jail cells and doors and walls because the spirit of God wants to bring about the, the peace of God, the joy of God, the love of God, and everything that has to do with God so that you can walk in the freedom of God to be who he's called you to be and do the things that he's called you to do. And so I know that when we think about the fact that the spirit 
Spirit of God wants to bring about liberty and freedom, that there's a place in everybody's heart where we're holding on to. And God is saying tonight, if you will let go of all the limitations, every lid, every place where you've been hindered to walk fully in the things of God, he'll come in and do things that you cannot do yourself. So tonight, I'm asking you to do this. Take off every limitation, every lid, every preconceived idea, everything that you ever thought about when talking about the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, and, and what you thought it should look like, could look like, or whatever, and just say, Lord, whatever it is, I want in. Whatever it is, I want in. No, no limitations. Or some of you is like, well, you don't know back, well, my background. Don't need to. You don't know where I come from. Don't need to know. He's like, you don't know what I'm experiencing right now. Don't need to know. The reason I'm saying that, not because I don't care, because we are to cast all our cares on the one who cares for us and that he is the one. If you can just say yes to him, and he'll come in and do surgery and do some things in your life that you cannot do yourself. Everybody has a place in their life that they want to walk in freedom. You know what I'm talking about? Every, everybody has a freedom place that, they, that they're wanting God to take. If you're allowing to freedom, 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 God wants to bring about freedom. When I was growing up, we had this dog, this old dog. We, didn't, we couldn't afford those high dollar dogs like we have in North Dallas, we know the ones that, but we had a dog whose name was Butch. We called him Butch, but Butch was, he was just, he was just a mutt. He was half hound and half boxer. That was Butch. And he wanted to be tough, y'all. He wanted to be tough. He wanted, he wanted to be. But every time he would bark, he would let out the, the sound that let us know that he was a mutt. When Butch would stand up, he would go, Because everybody that saw Butch thought that he was, he was amazing until he opened his mouth. And we'd be like, go ahead and bark, Butch. He'd be like, <laughs> That's what he would do. He would sit there and bark, and everybody just like, okay, that's not a boxer. But he would let out the sound that was, <laughs> And we'd just be like, I mean, I was embarrassed sometimes. But, but, but Butch, but this is one thing that I know. There's Butch, well, we can't do this now because you go to jail for it. But we kept Butch outside. And we can't, you can't do that. You know, I'm just saying because you're not supposed to do that, dogs. And so, um, you know, we didn't. We just, you, you, you know, I'm just saying. There's a difference between white people and black people when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all let dogs lick y'all in the mouth and hug my sweetie and all that stuff. But I don't do that. <laughs> outside, you better get outside. You know what I'm saying? Stay out there. We didn't have to clean up nothing. Butch was just in. You know, we just Butch was outside. But we had him on a, on a deal where you can't do that again. Chain, it was a chain, it was a, it was a wire. And Butch would try to run and bark after every squirrel, every other dog, every cat. But every time he would bark and run after the dog and run after the squirrels, the, the wire would catch him and he would, it would jerk him right back to the play. It would just keep him. He just couldn't. And so that happened for a while till I realized that Butch would would go to the place where the, the rope or the wire stopped him and he wouldn't go any further. And, and every time 
That would happen. He'd want to run. He'd want to go. He'd want to, he'd want to run, but all of a sudden, the, the chain, the wire would jerk him right back to the place. And the reason why I'm telling you that, because some of you have dreams and hopes and, and dreams and visions in your life, and every, it seems like every time you try to go after it, every time you try to move toward it, every time you go after you see it. You can see it. You're running after it, but reality, life, or all these things, or the enemy jerks you right back to the place where you can't move forward in him. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of it has been hard because every time you go, you can see it. It's just right there. It's just right at the place. And you just, and, and so what would happen is, is Butch lost his, his drive to run after the thing that he wanted to go after. He lost it. And so, so it would be to the point where we would, he would run after, but he would stop at that place. There would be times where I would take the leash off. I would take the leash off and Butch would still run to that same place and would stop, even with no leash, even with no wire, even with no chain, with nothing, because reality had taught him to only go to that place and stop. Now, some of you are looking at me. You know where I'm going with this. You've been set free because the, he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But you stopped at the place, and you have no chains or shackle because he set you free, but the dreams see afar off. The, 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 the purpose, the drive seems afar off because you don't realize that God has already unleashed you. And so what we would have to do with Butch is I would grab him by his collar, and I would take him to the place where he would stop. And then I took him beyond the place where he stopped so that he realized that he was free. God tonight wants you to, by the spirit and power of the living God, take you beyond the spot, the place where you've been in bondage. Take you beyond the place where you've been stopping and saying, it's time to dream again. It's time to live again. It's time to step out of the boat. It's time for you to move and breathe and have your being in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that the purposes and promises of God are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. And David said, by my God, I could run through a troop and leap over a wall that you are redeemed. You are blessed. You are the child of God. You are who he says you are. And God is saying it's time for you to go beyond your limitations tonight in Jesus' name. Are you ready to go beyond your limitations? Are you ready to go beyond the stopping point, the lid, the limitation, the thing that has stopped you? God is saying, I'm not a limitation God. I'm a God that goes beyond what you can ask or think. The spirit and the presence of God that lives on the inside of you is ready to be unleashed tonight and for you to step into his promises and purposes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Things that you try to do on your own. And so we would let, well, what Butch was good at is he could run. And we would let him off the leash. And once he got out, we couldn't get him back in. Pastor Joe, we tried to get him back on the leash. He didn't want that leash no more. He wanted freedom. And I believe that God has wanted to release that freedom to you tonight. Where is it that you've been said, you, you've been, you, you have stopped? Where is it in your mind, in your heart? where you've not been able to go further than the place that you've always been. It's always been this. God is saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And so I'm telling you tonight, the spirit of God is in this house. And so what we would do is we couldn't get Butch. We lived by the woods, and we couldn't get Butch back into that place. Where, so there would be days, Pastor Joe, that we could hear him, though. <laughs> 
Neighbors would be like, what is that sound? Be like, that's old Butch. That's Butch. Is that your dog? Yeah, that's my dog. He's like, well, what is that sound? And all it was was Butch making the sound of freedom. He was not going back. I want to tell you, your sound may not be like Butch, but the sound of freedom does sound like nails being hit, being pounded in the hands of a Savior. It does sound like a, a stone being rolled away from the mouth of the tomb because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. The presence of God. His presence, the presence of God moving you beyond the place where you've been held. God is saying, are you ready? Are you ready to get out of that place? Are you ready to let the chain fall off? My chains are gone. I've been set free. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know that he wants to bring about freedom in your life. Some of you, and I was telling Pastor Joe this, he's like, you can tell the story about you getting shot? Um, some of you heard that story. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But I remember... Um, after being shot, some of you don't know, I was in a hunting accident. Um, some of you have heard that. How many of you heard that story? Raise your hand if you heard that story. Okay, most of you. And so I was, uh, remember, um, after that, my wife, who wasn't here last time I told that story, um, she, when, when she, that she got the phone call, which sometimes you got, you got to have her share, when she got the phone call that her husband had been shot. Uh, imagine, she with three kids, and, and she uh, was pregnant with our fourth child after when she got that phone call. Can you imagine that? Getting a phone call that your husband had been shot in a hunting accident. The, what would come, would come over you? What the feeling and anxiety would come over you if you were hearing that your husband had been shot with an AK-47, 7.62 hollow point bullet with a 1.6 turn rate. And, uh, and so I remember, you know, that she, she was getting a phone call and I, I told her, I asked her, I said, honey, I said, um, I said, what, what, what came to your mind? What, what the feeling? Because I'm look, always looking for sermon examples. You know, what, what came over your mind and your heart when they, when they told you that your husband had been shot? She goes, do you want to know? Do you really want to know? I go, yes. Because I'm looking, I want to know what, what happened. What was your mind? Was you like, I'm going to lose my husband? What's going to happen? Did fear come over? And she goes, the first thing that came to my mind was, did he sign those insurance papers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm here going, uh, she's going to be like, my husband, my, my man. She was like, insurance. Did you sign the insurance papers? So I was like, after that feeling came over, what did you, <laughs> what, what came after that? <laughs> yeah, give me, the, let's do this again. So this is what she said. She said, I'm going to tell you what came over me. What I, the notion that I had was that, she goes, a peace came over me. And the Bible talks about the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It's not a peace that the world can give. It's, it's a peace that only comes from the presence of God. Because the world would say, you should be losing your mind. You should be crazy. You should this or you should be that. But the Spirit of God says, the peace of God that surpasses all the... It's, we sang about it tonight when we said, I've got peace in chaos. Because the, it could be chaotic on the outside, but the peace can be on the inside. And so therefore, she said, I had a peace. And she said, I took 
a bath. She goes, I went in and took a bath. And so that wouldn't be something that I would do because, you know, just because I'm a man. I wouldn't think, well, I'm going to go take a bath. <laughs> Women do that kind of stuff. But she said, I took a bath. I took a bath. Here's what I want to tell you tonight. The next time the enemy comes to you with anxiety and depression and oppression, take a bath with the washing of the water of the word. Where the word of God says you should be crazy, but you're like, no, I have the mind of Christ. But you should be, you, 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 you should lose it. No, I've lost, I, I've surrendered everything to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But you should be, you should scream, you should go crazy. No, I'm going to rest in Jesus and put my faith in Jesus. Because the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous could run into it and be safe. And what you don't know is, is that safe is an athletic term. The word safe is an athletic term term like when an umpire says that you're safe or you're out and so Jesus says everything else is out but you're safe in me because you slid into the home plate and God has said that you're safe in him and so she took a bath and I remember waking up in the hospital waking up that next morning after they did surgery waking up and seeing her face and I was like okay Lord I'm still here some of you are in a battle right now, but the fact that you're still here is the fact that you know that God is for you, and if he's for you, he's more than the world against you. So I woke up to her face, and it was a, it was a beautiful face. I was so happy. But after her came a lady whose name was Bertha. And y'all laughing because y'all know where this is going. Me and Bertha had problems. The reason why me and Bertha had problems, Pastor Joe, is because Miss Bert Big Bertha was going to get me out of that hospital bed. I wanted to stay in the hospital bed, but she was ready to get me out of the hospital bed. Bertha said, you're going to walk today. I go, no, I'm not. She goes, yes, you are. So I said, no, I'm not. She goes, you're going to argue with me? Big Bertha don't mess around. <laughs> now, some of y'all laughing, but you need some Big Berthas in your life. Don't be hanging around with negative people and say, it's okay for you to stay where you are. Some people, some birthdays in your life are saying, you're getting up out of this hospital bed today. You're getting out of this place of misery today. You're getting out of this place of oppression today. Big Bertha is saying, you're getting out. You're getting out. I'm like, I'm staying in. She goes, you're getting out. I go, I'm staying in. She goes, you going to argue with me? I'm Big Bertha. Y'all thought you knew. I'm Big Bertha. And so next thing I knew as I'm arguing with her, I, I saw my feet swing around out of the bed. What am I doing? Why are my feet swinging out of the bed? The next thing I know, as I'm arguing with her, the next thing I know, she says, you're going to take one step. I go, I'm not. And next thing I knew, I was taking another step. And all of a sudden, I took two steps, and she goes, take two steps back, and I got back in the bed. And Bertha came every day, and she said, you're getting up out of the bed today. Are you ready? I go, I'm not ready. She goes, ready or not, here you come. So therefore, I'm telling you tonight that God is wanting you to get out of that place that have held you bound so that you can walk in the freedom that he's proclaimed for you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Not, not, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So we used to do a thing when I was little, when we would do the little, when we would do the patty cake deal. So our, my, my sister would do that with her friends. And so she would talk about little Sally's saucer. You guys remember that? Little Sally Walker sitting in a saucer. You've never heard that? That's a black thing. That's why you hadn't heard that. <laughs> but here's what it says. Little Sally Walker sitting, see, little Sally, sitting in a saucer. Rise. Rise, Sally, rise. 
Wipe your weeping eyes. Put your hand on your hip and let your backbone slip. And so we would sing that. And so this is why how black people are creative. They come up with stuff like this. They say, little Sally Walker sitting in a saucer. Rise, Sally, rise. Wipe your weeping eyes. Put your hand on your hip. Let your backbone slip. Tell the devil to zip his lip because I'm taking a trip with God. And wherever he wants to take me, that's where I'm going to go. So I'm telling you tonight, Trinity, rise, Trinity, rise. Wipe your weeping eyes. Put your hand on your hip. Let your backbone slip and tell the devil to zip his lip because we're going on with God tonight in Jesus' name. I'm going on with him. I'm not going back to that place. I'm stepping into all that God has for me in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. How many of you mean that tonight in Jesus' name? I'm going on with God. I'm going on with him. I'm not going back to that place. I'm free. And if I'm free, I'm taking everybody with me. Because freedom is mine. Freedom is mine. Freedom in the house tonight. In Jesus' name. Would you just stand right where you are? I feel the presence of God in this house. Lord, I want to thank you for freedom. Would you lift your hands? Thank you, Lord. I want you to surrender tonight. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Lord, we thank you. Just go ahead and do, you trying to wait for me, but don't wait for me. Go ahead and just out of your mouth, just begin to thank the Lord. Come on, lift your voice and begin. Thank you, Jesus. The presence of God. Moses said, I don't want to move from this place unless your presence goes before me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and just thank him for the freedom he's bringing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you feel his presence in this room? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And how great is our God. Sing with me how, how great. Lift your voice. Is I know how great. Sing it out. I'm not going to sing it for you. Is I, yes, yes. Sing it out to him. Sing it. How great is I. Sing with me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. No. Yes, you're a great God. Yeah. Is our. Do it again. Sing it out to Him. Sing it out. And how. How great. Yes. Sing with me. How. Yes, Lord. No. Yes, Lord, yeah. 
Uh, stick out your eyes open and you trying to sing to me. Sing to the Lord and tell him, you're the like to dive deeper into today's message, go to trinitydallas.com forward slash sermons to receive your copy of the notes. If today's message encouraged you, do someone else a favor and share it with them. Also be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. A special shout out to all those who partner with us through their giving. Your contributions have enabled us to touch the lives of people in our community as well as around the globe. Visit us at trinitydallas.com forward slash give to partner with what God is doing through Trinity Dallas.